0: This is not a low maintenance gig. You need two iPads up here. I forgot one. Grace and peace to you, beloved. I am Amy Wilson Feltz. I'm the pastor here at Morningstar. I'm delighted to be worshiping with you this morning. Our scripture today comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'll be reading verses 6 through 8. So you're welcome to follow along with me in your Bibles if you have those with you or in your favorite Bible app, or also you can follow along on the screens above me. Hear now the word of God. Pardon me. It helps if you have the right scripture in front of you. Let's try 11 through 15. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, which will produce thanksgiving to God through us. For rendering this ministry offers not only the supplies of the needs of the saints, but overflows with many thanksgivings to God. Through the testing of this ministry, you glorify God by your obedience to the confession of the gospel of Christ and by the generosity of your sharing with them and with all others while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God that has been given to you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight this morning, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So many of you this morning have witnessed Olivia Kay, she's our toddler. I'm getting a little bit of feedback on the mic. You could help us with that. Thanks. She's our toddler. I'm sure you heard some things that she has to say. She has been speaking since she was eight months old. Just last week, she argued with me in full sentences about why she should be allowed to stay up for the day when she woke up at four o'clock in the morning. She's two. We will be applying for law schools next week. This little girl has a lot to say, and Jason and I do our best to encourage her to speak her mind. We listen to her and we respond to her, even though still half of what she says is unintelligible to us. We know she knows what she's saying. It's very clear that she knows what she's saying, so we encourage her to continue to speak her mind and we celebrate with her when she discovers and masters a new word and one of my favorite phrases that Olivia uses often is oh thank you mama thank you mama she says thank you uh, when i pick her up out of the crib or give her something to drink or change her diaper or make breakfast or even just give her a big hug truly a uh, thank you mama from Olivia always brings a smile to my face and that's really great news because she says thank you several times a day and she's not alone. The average person says thank you two to five times a day. That's 2,000 times per person per year. Now I'm not sure if that number seems low or high to you but a significant number of people have been reported as saying that 2,000 thank yous per person per year simply cannot be sincere. In fact, 50% say that the words thank you have lost their meaning. These words have become a social habit, they say, tacked on to the end of our interactions out of a sense of obligation or routine or mindlessness. Mindlessness. It's a sad state of affairs, this distrust of gratitude, and it's only compounded by the fact that eighty percent of people questioned confessed to feeling underappreciated. It's eighty percent, eight zero. So I want to take a minute, and I know this can be a little bit awkward, but I'd like you to look around. Let's take a minute to look around the room. Thank you, Seth. it is quite possible that the majority of people in this room feel underappreciated right now at this very moment and perhaps that doesn't seem problematic to you but it does to me if most of us are walking around feeling underappreciated there is just no way that feeling cannot affect our relationships at home and at work or wherever else we find ourselves it just absolutely must have a real and felt effect on our community. Now, the health of community is one of the reasons that the Apostle Paul wrote this piece of correspondence that we call Second Corinthians. As we have said during our discussion of this letter over the past several weeks, Paul founded this community of faith at Corinth, and he's writing this letter to address conflict that has emerged. His central theme is one of forgiveness and reconciliation, and he's using an example of generosity to make his point. We've talked about how Paul has been working on a collection for the people in Jerusalem who are living in poverty. It's a collection that took 10 years of his work. Generosity, he says, is a key component of a healthy community because it keeps us mindful of the needs of others. Now, this is a concept that we have been considering during our four-week series, Less is More, cultivating the practice of generosity. We started with a claim that Paul made earlier in the letter that giving is a privilege because of God's provision and God's love toward us. Then we talked about an eagerness to give that grows out of the love that we have for God and our neighbors and ourselves. Last week, we discussed how a practice of giving can produce cheerfulness, not just in the one who receives, but also in the one who gives. Throughout the letter, Paul ties these descriptions of giving to generosity that God extends toward us so that we can begin to truly understand that when we are content with less, we have more to give. More privilege, more eagerness, more cheer. But something is missing. If we are giving out of an understanding of an abundance and we are doing so eagerly and with great cheer, then why do 80% of us feel underappreciated? And what's the solution? How can we produce more thanksgiving? Before we really consider this question, let's discuss the meaning of the word. Thanksgiving is described as an expression of gratitude, especially toward God. When I looked this word up in a classic dictionary, and I saw the reference to God right there in the first line, I was a little bit surprised. So I picked up another dictionary, and I looked up Thanksgiving in that dictionary, and that's where I found the description of Thanksgiving as a public acknowledgement of divine goodness. These are in classic resources, Isn't that something? A recognition of God as the ultimate recipient of our gratitude is built right into a basic understanding of what it means to be thankful. So let's ask the question again. What produces more thanksgiving? Paul gives us the answer in the first line of our text for today. You will be enriched in every way for your great generosity, he says, which will produce thanksgiving to God. Through us. It is generosity, beloved, that produces genuine thanksgiving in a community and not just thanksgiving toward each other, but thanksgiving that flows from our interactions with each other to the one who makes the generosity possible in the first place. Thanksgiving to God through us. In other words, generosity is another way, a central way that we point people to the grace of God that we find in Jesus. That's our mission here at Morningstar, and I hope that you have memorized it by now. I hope you've internalized these words and you're making connections with them in your daily choices and your daily actions. In the eight months that I have been serving here as your pastor, and it has been eight months, can you believe it? I've certainly been connecting the words of our mission to what is taking place before my eyes. And I'm thankful. Your pursuit of our mission produces thanksgiving in me. Truly, every time I see a photo of a team of people from this community of faith who have dedicated a large portion of the week and an entire Saturday to building a ramp so that someone we may or may not know can come and go freely and safely and with ease from their home, I give thanks. Every time I hear people share about a life experience that now makes more sense and and can help them grow because of connections that are being made in one of our Bible studies, I give thanks. Every time I pull into the church parking lot and find it crowded with vehicles as faithful servants fill trunks and truck beds with food for our neighbors who are hungry, I give thanks. Thanks. Every time I hear the choir sing or watch the bells play or witness the the band bring us to our feet in praise, I give thanks. Every time I receive word that a growth group or another small group has organized meals for a member who has been ill or is recovering from surgery, I give thanks. Every time a child or youth questions what we're teaching about faith, pushing back on the easy answers and earnestly seeking to make connections to help them navigate the challenges of life, I give thanks. Every time I witness the mission team gathering resources to help people stay warm and keep children safe, I give thanks. Every time I see people walking into this church building knowing they have found a welcoming place to process their grief without judgment, I give thanks. Every time I see boxes of gifts headed out the door to spread cheer among the teachers and administrators of Camino Real Middle School, I give thanks. Every time I see community groups gathering in this building to learn and grow together to support each other in daily life, I give thanks. Every time I learn that members of our community are walking alongside Afghan newcomers as they transition to life in the United States, I give thanks. Every time I see a dozen people show up to feed families who have come to grieve their loss and celebrate the life of a loved one, I give thanks. Every time I think about those 32 couples who came to Plaza de las Cruces on Valentine's Day to make or renew their commitment to each other while we, the people of Morningstar, stood alongside and cheered them on and celebrated with them, I give thanks. As we prepare to make an observance of Ash Wednesday accessible to our community in the midst of busy work days and demanding family schedules this very week, I give thanks. Every time I hear that leaders of community organizations are calling to ask if they can participate in the spring carnival that will take place at Morningstar on April the 9th, I give thanks. I give thanks for you. I give thanks for the time and the resources that contribute directly to the pursuit of our mission through inspirational worship, worship radical inclusion, and the alleviation of suffering. I give thanks not only because you acknowledge and supply for the needs of others, as Paul says, but because your generosity produces thanksgiving in me. And while it's wonderful that your pursuit of our mission and vision produces thanksgiving in your pastor, it's even better that your faithful living produces thanksgiving in others. This is no small thing. So on the chance that you are part of the 80% who feel underappreciated, I'm going to follow Olivia Kay's example and say thank you. I appreciate you, and I know that I am not the only one. I know that the people who directly benefit from your generosity appreciate you, too, because I often receive their words of gratitude, Even if you never do, I read the notes that come from the people who receive food from Morningstar's Lighthouse Pantry. I receive messages from people who are calling just to thank us for offering those weddings, even though they're not getting married. They just think it's a lovely thing for a church to do. I hear the words of thanks coming from teachers and administrators of our neighborhood school after we've expressed appreciation for them to tell you something else this morning. God appreciates you too. It just must be so. If your faithful giving and living produces gratitude that points people to the goodness of God, how could God not be pleased with that? Beloved, your generosity speaks of your devotion to God. Devotion is another word for dedication. Today is what we call Dedication Sunday. In the old days, it would have been called Consecration Sunday. So maybe that's more familiar. Dedication Sunday is how we end our stewardship season when we present our gifts to God with our own sense of gratitude, not only for God's provision, but for the privilege of contributing to the work of God in our community with eagerness and with cheerfulness. We're going to take some time this morning to do that because this is something we can do wherever we are, whether we are online or whether we're in this space together as we dedicate our gifts to God. We're going to spend some time in silence. We are going to be silent while Guillermo plays music for us. And in that silence, we're going to pray in gratitude to God. We do have these estimate of giving cards. They were mailed to you. They're also available right here in this room. If you don't have one and you'd like one, they're by the box at the end of the sanctuary. If you've already submitted one of these Estimate of Giving cards, thank you. If you've submitted an electronic form, thank you. If you're not ready to do this today, no worries. No pressure. This time we are about to share together is about gratitude more than it is about anything else But if you have an estimate of giving card and you want to dedicate it to God this morning, we have baskets on either side of the stage here. We also have the box at the back of the room. And if you're not comfortable coming forward, you can also raise your hand and someone will come and collect your card without looking at it and put it in the basket or in the box. Again, this moment is about gratitude. The kind of gratitude that the generosity of a community like this, all the ways that you pursue our mission. And let us give our thanks to God. To transform less. Than. The time that I often reference our community email that offer usual for me to mention a current event. When we pray. I would like to machine and okay? we don't push a button and to remain mindful of the things that are going on. The second thing, prayer does it, it reminds us that God is at work and we can trust in that, pulling us to participate in real morning. And if remember that the United Methodist they specialize. To Red Methodist Church UMC. To take a deep breath. Creators of the violentless aggression beyond. May their peace dealing right ease of joy and wonder, the strength to rebuild. May they find love and shelter and lead us to a time.